Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. The holidays are over, and it is time to get to work. And by work, I mean watching a movie once a week for a few weeks until we do it all over again. How you doing, Josh Cody? What's up? Pretty great. Pretty solid. Getting back into the swing of things. You know, like, coal miners, they really don't understand. Like, they think their job is hard. Yeah, this is a lot more difficult. Seriously. Like, I have to put on pants sometimes to go to the movies. It's like, come on, what? Talk to other people, I kind of hate it. Yeah, exactly. Watch some mouth-breathing 19-year-old rip my ticket wrong, and then I have to kind of live with that. Ah, it's terrible. (laughs) I suffer from my art, and I hope that our viewers appreciate it. Exactly. You don't get uh, you don't get far without pain. Uh, but speaking of pain, sorry. Uh, let's. <laughs> we talked about it last week, and the 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 wounds are still fresh. Um, and now we kind of have some news about it that we were expecting uh, in some form or another. So we'll start this off with Josh, who was unable to make last week's episode. He was uh, interred in prison for his weekend sentence. Um, <laughs> Just, just the weekends. Not it. It wasn't what you did. Wasn't bad enough for like the weekdays, but weekends definitely. Um, <laughs> he's grounded, is what we're trying to say. He's ba- basically, federally grounded. But Josh, his parents were like, no. Exactly. Carrie Fisher. Uh, just, just talk about it. Like, how, how are you? How, how'd you find the news and just your general state of being? Yeah. Um. So, well, first, I mean, she had the heart attack a couple of days before it happened. Um. And I saw that, and I was just like, I mean, I was freaking out. I mean, Carrie Fisher is a big part of my life. Well, she was a big part of my life. Um, she still is. She will always yeah, be. Yeah. Um, and so I saw the heart attack news, and I had I, I went through something like this with someone close to me not too long ago. Um, and uh, when she had the heart attack, they were talking about how she was in stable condition, and some people were getting kind of hopeful. I, I wasn't that hopeful. I just I've been through this road before, so I, I didn't really. I kind of knew where it was going. Um, so when it happened, I wasn't shocked, but it, it still hit me. I mean, it, it sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been with Princess Leia since I was nine years old or whatever. I've known this character all my life and not just Princess Leia though. I mean, Carrie Fisher, like Carrie Fisher made Princess Leia who she is. I mean, for the most part, um, and Carrie Fisher just as a person, I followed her as a personality and like just watched so many interviews with her and so many like you know things she's hosted and um a few other movies she's done here and there she's she's still a great actress outside of just doing leia great writer um, too yeah. yeah she's a really great writer she's really funny she's really clever she's just she seems like one of the nicest people you could have ever met um i really wish i could have gotten a chance to meet her one day but um yeah it just it sucks um and i i really don't as far as the episode eight stuff we'll talk about in a minute, I mean, it's not my number one concern at the moment. Right. Um, it does, it'll, it'll have to be addressed, obviously. But, like, you know, for right now, I think really the most important thing is for everyone at Lucasfilm and everyone that's close to her and all the fans to just kind of pay their respects and just, you know, mourn, be thankful for what she did and, you know, just um, be, you know, happy that she gave, she had such a great life. So. Very true. Very true. Well said. Um, yeah, we still, even a week on, we still miss her, and it's just, it's just, it is still, you know, a few weeks after 
a celebrity dies, and even just when anybody that you know of in whatever fashion dies, it's still there's still that awkward like three weeks where it's just like, wait, no, they're not, or are you are you mm-hmm. sure did that happen? Yeah. You know, there's yeah, so many, there's also so many people that fake die. There's so many fake news sto- day, death stories too now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I mean and it sucks too that her mom uh, Debbie Reynolds the day after day after it was I listened to the, I was listening to the episode you guys did and you got Cody was talking about how God I hope no one nothing else happens and then literally in like a couple hours later yeah good timing Cody shit year everybody I'm glad it's over yeah um, yeah that fu- sucks I mean she, she was she was a legend too I mean it sucks yeah it's really pushed singing in the rain to the tippy top of my watch list for sure. And, um, yeah, it's just, what? she kind of put her body through it, um, earlier in her life, like, you know, in the 1980s, you know, not going to dredge too much of that up, but like a lot of people in the 1980s, some bad decisions are made, so yeah, it's just her body kind of had enough, and it's, it just sucks that it has to be her and not, you know, somebody else, you know, I, I, Whenever somebody like this dies, it's like, why can't we tap X in? Like, if we're going to knock somebody <laughs> off, then why can't it be somebody else, you know? It's just annoying. It really is. But we got the films. We have the books, especially. I'm curious to check out some of her books just to kind of yeah. get inside of her head a little bit. But, yeah, she definitely leaves a lot behind, and we're going to miss her. Um, but transitioning from that into a more newsy kind of thing... Um, Cody and I talked about this a little bit, just like the, now that, you know, it's happened and we kind of, they're given a chance to sort of grieve in their own way. Kathleen Kennedy, Ryan Johnson, and Colin Trevorrow, and I guess Derek Colony as well, Colony as well, who's writing nine, um, they got to figure out what to do, uh, as far as the story goes. I mean, granted, we haven't seen episode eight, but a couple of details have come out about, plans for Princess Leia in those films. Yeah. And one of the things we do know that I found I find really interesting is that and they don't there's no word as to what scene is in what movie, but there are scenes with Leia uh meeting with Luke and then Leia meeting with Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, her son. We don't know what movie each of those are in, but they exist or existed in some form. So, I think no matter what, unless, and I guess we can start this conversation in a bit, um, no matter what, the, the, the story of this second saga, the sequel trilogy, is going to be compromised in some way. Uh, what do you guys, what do you guys think, or is, what, what's going through your head as far as the future of Star Wars goes? Um, I think yeah. that they'll figure it out. Yeah, I think they. This isn't like with Fast and Furious where they were kind of they had their hands tied. They were in the middle of shooting the movie, mm-hmm. where and they had to find a way to kind of fix half of it or replace stuff. I feel like they're kind of in a position where it's not. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy because it's not, but it'll be doable. It'll be something they can do, and it won't be. Right. Um. Maybe maybe it will be a little bit noticeable. Um. Obviously, not having her there is gonna be noticeable, but they'll do it in a way that feels natural and makes sense. I think because they have all of her footage for episode eight, obviously they're, they're going to do some reshoots probably, but I feel like, you know, they have the footage they need. Um, and, uh, either, and 
we, again, we don't we haven't seen episode. We don't know what happens in eight that leads into nine. So they could do something in episode eight big with her character that sets her up something even bigger in nine, um, which is what I I think that's what I read. That's what happens. And I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I read a suggestion and I don't think it's completely out of the question to just straight up rewrite some of episode eight and do some reshoots and cut her out of episode eight completely. Mm-hmm. Um, because she had, she didn't really, nothing was set up for her in episode seven for any more movies. So if the last thing we see of her was her telling Ray goodbye, may the force be with you. I feel like that would have been a perfect send off for Leia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, so if huh. they want to go that route, I would be completely fine with it. I don't want them to do a CGI face replace type of thing. Hmm. Um, that's what I was going to ask you guys next. Cody? I just, I, yeah. What do you and think? If they do it, they do it well enough. It doesn't, I, I like that idea, not the idea of the CGI face, but mm-hmm. of cutting her out, like you said, but if they went that way, it's fine. Just as long as it's not significant. Yeah. It, it brings like a, a really, a rare kind of ethical discussion, I guess, into movies where the, the whole argument behind this is like, or I guess in support of CGI, or no, actually against CGI is like, oh, it tarnishes the legacy or can be disrespectful, yada, yada, yada. I think in certain situations it doesn't. Like with, I mean, they did, with, with Tarkin they did it. I mean, um, and, and I a lot think of people really hate that. Yeah, I don't I know. know if you know that. I don't I, understand it I don't, personally. I, don't, I, don't I, I, would feel, I would feel upset if if we're using CGI to recreate somebody. I would be upset if, like, I don't know, a, you know, a crime drama comes out in three years and they see the computer graphics, they recreate uh, Marlon Brando or something like that. Like, if 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 who you're recreating has previously appeared and directly ties into whatever you're doing, I can I'm okay with it. But if we're just doing like, hey, yeah. how about we have Paul Newman on screen again? That's yeah. kind of stupid. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I think the thing is, I think eventually we're going to be at that place where they're going to try something like that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about well. it. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's it. going to go well. So yeah. I think I think um, if anything, people. the future is going to be like de-aging because Scorsese's been yeah. talking about it for his a mob movie coming down the line where he's going to de-age Pacino and De Niro and stuff like that. Where because yeah. I think I think legally with the whole recreating somebody, I mean people don't go into the public domain. You know. Yeah. Uh, so but I don't know. Um, if yeah, I if if you had a choice, okay, I'll pose this t- to you guys. If you had a choice of if they came to you for some reason said, "Josh, Cody, do we rewrite episode eight and then nine to phase or take out Leia, or do we digitally recreate her very in a minimal fashion, like using Billy Lord as a template and like kind of have her be sort of a not I don't want to say a stand-in, but have at least have a familiar face." Oh, that's a bad word too. Shit. <laughs> At least have somebody that's related to her kind of step in. What? Which one would you? What call would you make? Rewrite well, I think, movie. I think there's one other option that we're not considering. What's that? Give and that's Jar-Jar. just. Oh, sorry. That's just recasting her for episode nine. Yeah, that's a possibility. You can't do that. You can't. I, do I, it. I, no. I, I'm, I'm not for it, but it's a, it's an option I heard thrown around. So yeah. that it, I don't think that it can happen or it should happen. She's too iconic of a character. I know. It's like, it's like some uh, some somebody suggested Meryl Streep, and as funny as it sounds, I would love that. Actually, well, um, contractually, she has that. to be in twenty movies a year, so that would really fit in. So it'd help her out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I feel like we got 
even though it was in its infancy, we got into the same discussion. Uh, not we, but just the movie community, I suppose. After Heath Ledger died, it's like, well, what do we do with him? Do we? Because there were talking, there were people talking about recasting. There was like, oh, what if, what if he, they digitally put him into the movie? Blah blah blah. And it's just, yeah, they were talking about using like unused footage for the Dark Knight Rises. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't, if I'm if I'm putting money on it, I would say I would think I think Cody is on the right path. I think they would just rewrite it because it is. It's just there are just some things you just can't there. You can't sub in, you know. You can't replace, and that one of them is especially Princess Leia. Yes. Yeah. No matter what, I think fans like if we do get if if they recast and we do get a less so with the Kylo Ren thing, but if we do get a Leia meets Luke after all this time scene, it's just gonna suck. At, it's gonna just completely suck, basically, because it's this random actress who we don't know playing a character that's already been played, having an I, emotional I moment do, with somebody she that, has no. I think that scene's already been shot. You think so? Yeah, yeah, because I, well, there was a set, there was a set photo of Luke and Leia, or right. Luke and Leia, of a uh, Mark Hamill Fisher. and Carrie Fisher, like in the same like place together. Right. So Which, I feel you know like that could be kind of anything. So I, but I, I think if again, if I'm a betting man, I would put that the Kylo Ren Leia scene would be later on. So yeah, I just hope they don't kill Luke in Episode Eight because then we'll be fucked. <laughs> Everybody will be gone. Oh, that would be so terrible. I guess they're gonna. Ha- they'd have to bring back Obi Wan Kenobi at that point just to have some familiar face. But. Well, how are they gonna do that? Are they gonna do that with Ewan McGregor? Or are they gonna do that with? Um... Yeah, sure. You could do Ewan McGregor because he's already played Obi Wan, so that's you know they can do whatever yeah. they want there. And he's a better Obi Wan if you ask me. Ooh, hot take. Oh, I think I think that's like the general consensus. Most people think he's the best Obi Wan. <clears throat> Not a hot take. Cool take. <laughs> pretty <laughs> chill. Pretty chill take, bro. Normal um, take. Everybody thinks this way. So yeah, uh, apparently Colin Trevorrow and Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy are all meeting in LA. Uh, if not now, then the next few the next few days. Yeah, I think to, it's next week. Yeah, to figure out a game plan, and uh, it's just it's gonna we're just gonna have to kind of wait and see, and it's just yeah. gonna make Episode Eight fucking suck uh, just for having to see it, no matter what they decide to do. Um, and I'm bummed that like much like the Dark Knight trilogy, we're just we're probably never going to see how this. Well, well no, we're never yeah, going to see how this. Out. Yeah, how this was supposed to have have happened. So unless they uh, release the the script, the yeah, it's probably not. I think that like like Nolan, they just kind of want to brush it under the rug just to avoid the whole speculation and kind of allow people to take the movie for what it is and not what it should it could have been. So yeah, so. Thankfully, they don't. It doesn't like like Josh said earlier. They're not really. They didn't really build a lot with Leia in Episode Seven. She was a supporting character. She kind of, you know, she was there just to have Princess Leia be there. She didn't get a lot to do. Um, but Episode Eight, you never know. <sighs> damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. All right, well, let's transition a little bit, and let's let's get off this whole sappy. Uh, <laughs> holding hands thing and let's fucking argue let's argue about yeah let's get pissy so we did this a few weeks ago uh with josh and i actually josh did you want to talk about han solo before we move on what the woody harrelson thing yeah yeah sure okay well real quick uh apparently woody harrelson is being is close to joining the han solo movie as a mentor character to han 
Uh, Cody, I don't really know what yeah. you think. So what do you what what's your take? It's whatever. Yeah. Woody Harrelson's fine. Um, I have nothing against it. I think it'll be okay. Right. Josh, if he does end up being in it, it's I'm I'm I was I'm not as mad about it as I initially was when I, I was talking to you about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I just feel like I'm gonna see Woody Harrelson and not a character. Mm-hmm. And that's not not like a bad thing. I love Woody Harrelson. He's always great. But like, he always has that one thing about him where I'm just like, that's that's Woody Harrelson, and I love it. And he does but still like, look like a I, baby. I don't want. I just don't want that. I don't know if I want that in Star Wars. A but drunk you know what? baby. He looks like a middle aged baby. He's got <laughs> literally. Watch watch him on a if you want to look for evidence. Watch him do like an Apple's song sketch on SNL, and he just he moves and talks like a baby. It's weird. Um, he needs to be in a baby boss movie. That's what needs to happen. All right, but you're let's, not. Let's get writing. You're not optimistic, Josh. Or I'm. Uh, I'm optimistic. I mean, he'll whatever. Whatever. If he's cast, I think he'll do a great job. I just don't know if I'll completely mm-hmm. buy it. I don't know if how to explain it. I just I don't know. He's too. i too. I know him too well, like as an actor. Yeah, to and like. And then one separate of the, it. Yeah, one of the other names lobbied about has been Christian Bale, and yeah. Christian Bale is just better at becoming a different person, whereas Woody Harrelson is just yeah. I, I agree with you. He just sort of is Woody Harrelson a majority of the time. He I, doesn't I would really say shed his skin. Would as if you're talking about a mentor for a character like Han Solo, though, I would say Woody Harrelson is a better fit. Yeah, I don't know. So. Maybe Christian Bale's got something, uh, some card tucked away that he can play. So I don't know. Hmm. I've always liked him, but uh, I actually kind of do. Then I've thought about it. I kind of have a problem just with. Han Solo having a mentor because I just feel like to kind of I guess to bring this back up I feel like he's the Joker in a lot of ways he just kind of is he was never any anybody but Han Solo in a way like he's always just been this kind of dick but charming guy and I don't know is somebody teaching him how to be a smuggler or somebody teaching him how to be a dick or whatever (laughs) what we're gonna find out I don't know I just I, I would much rather I don't my my distaste for straight up origin stories is well documented on this show, but I, I think it would be just kind of cool to pick up right in the middle of things where Han is doing his thing and he's meeting up with Lando and Amelia Clark, who for some reason is still in this movie. Um, still, just kind of jump into the, just drop us into the action, kind of like Rogue One, and don't, don't really, you know, I get it. He's Han Solo. That's you don't need to tell me how. He just he is Han Solo. Don't even tell me how he's Han Solo. I just. He's Han Solo. We know. Yeah. Some some things should be left like left unsaid. Like any any backstory for a character in your head is way better than if it's given like a definite thing, you know, and a definite uh, fleshed out story. That's just that's just my own <laughs> my own thing. But I, I like I like Han Solo just as as Han. But uh, we shouldn't have to wait too long. They start filming, so we'll get some official casting and all that good stuff. The clock is ticking. Uh, actually, Josh, who's what are they doing with Chewbacca in this one? I haven't heard much about it. Is he I mean, already... He'll probably be in it. I assume he's going to be in it. Are they going to be bros already, or are we going to see the I whole... think they're probably going to see them meet. Okay, cool. That'd be fun. All right. I'm so, I'm hyped for Alden Aaron Rick. It's going to be so good. Oh, so good. All right. Uh, so, any more Star Wars stuff? I got nothing. Except for Obi-Wan nope. being in Rebels? Uh, I actually, I have a theory now. I, I'm almost like 100% convinced that Obi Wan is going to be announced as the next standalone movie. The instead of Boba Fett. Yeah. Sick. 
with Alex Garland directing, or please? That'd be cool. That'd be so fucking great. <laughs> That'd be so good. All Are right. you trying to make me cry right now? I th- you know, that's the only directing choice, good directing choice that I've made ever. So, and I, I want to stick with it because <laughs> otherwise, it's like, hey, get the guy from uh, you know, fucking Batman and Robin to do a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I'll be fucking super. That would actually be pretty cool. No. Chill, dude. He's right. He's right. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. He's not a good director. He's a great director. I agree. So, let's, without further ado, speaking of Christian Bale, uh, let's talk about, let's get some debating in. Um, a few weeks ago. Dude, Christian Bale, what because, the fuck? Because the last time we debated, Josh debated for Christian Bale. I don't know. Wow, that's a you. very, very uh, thin thread you got there, but I know, I'll I allow know. it. I'll that's, allow it. Thanks, Dad. Um, so, a few weeks ago, Josh and I debated who should be cast as Dumbledore. Uh, Josh lost to me. Ha ha, ha 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 He said Christian Bale, <laughs> I said Damian Lewis. So, we're going to give him another shot, and he's going to be debating against Mr. Redfield today. And the topic go. of discussion is is a two-parter, because I guess you can attack it from a couple different ways. I have only seen Rocky and Creed of that wow. whole franchise. Just, you know, boxing movies are kind of a... They're once-in-a-year kind of thing. I, I can see one here and there, but not a big... I don't seek them out. Or You need to watch Rocky Two as soon as possible. Rocky Two is amazing. Maybe. Um, but today, you guys are going to tell me both what is better and what movie should I watch first between Rocky Four <laughs> and Rocky Five. So who will be arguing for no, Rocky, it's Rocky Three and Rocky Three and Rocky Four? What fucking ever? I don't know any. There's like a 900 of them. I can't keep them straight. Because so Rocky, the answer to that question is Rocky Four. Between Rocky five and four. Okay. You're gonna watch Rocky Four. Okay, so between Rocky three and Rocky Four, which one should I watch? Uh, assuming I actually I'm not gonna watch one of these. So if I only watch one of these movies, why should I watch yours? Cody, well, start me off. Okay. If you only watch one of these movies, you should be watching Rocky Four. The perfect movie, the perfect allegory for the Cold War, and it's just amazing. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Dolph Lundgren is a gift to the world, and it is the cheesiest movie you'll ever see in your entire goddamn life, and it's just so much fun to watch okay. when there's not a music video montage happening. Uh, I don't know. That, that sounds pretty good to op- me, so you might have picked the wrong thing. Uh, opening. Okay, Josh, opening statements. So, Rocky Four is fun. It's cute. Oh. But Rocky Three is amazing. Rocky Three, while not as good as Rocky Two, is emotional. It's action packed. It's not a music video. It's <laughs> it has so much character drama going on, and we see we we get to see Rocky and Apollo Creed team up together, and it's amazing. And that's my opening argument. Okay, so now I want to hear what about the other movie? And take this, take my personal choices into account because, as you both know, I'm very fickle and I, yeah, I'm a very particular person. So, what about the other movie? Would I not enjoy and that I would enjoy about your movie, Cody? Um, the villain, Mister mm-hmm. T, is an obnoxious piece of shit. Oh, oh boy! All he does is yell. He's not reserved at all. He's not menacing. He's just scary. 
That's the only thing that he has going for him. Okay. He's scary. He's, he has no other character traits other than being big, black, and scary. All right. So I think that would probably be the least good part for you. And I don't know. I think – What other what other things would I not – do you think I wouldn't like in that? I think there's too much character drama in this movie okay. in Rocky Three. I mean, you get enough of that in Rockies 1 and 2, and in Creed, especially in Creed. There's a lot of it in Creed. I think you need a break. And going to Rocky 3 is not going to help you get that break. It's just piling on the drama. And I know you just want a simple movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, Josh. What about Rocky 4? Would I not like that I would like? In, well, or And what would I like about Rocky 3? Well, first of all, Mr. T as... Um, as a clever Lang, is so much better than Drago. Oh, wrong. From Rocky Four, well, who's uh, keep in mind that Drago is one letter short of dragon. So walk, <laughs> tread carefully. <laughs> tread very carefully. I love and lizards; they're great. Dolph Lundgren's great, but you know he's not clever Lang. He's not yelling. He's not fun and exciting and badass and scary. He is just Dolph Lundgren, and that's all he'll ever be. Um, and Rocky Four is, again, it's fun, but that's really all it is. It's just fun. It's kind of stupid, and it's silly, and it's cheesy, mm-hmm. and sometimes not in a good way. There's a robot. So you're There's, saying you're saying a movie without or you're saying a movie with Mr. T is not cheesy. Nope, it's not. It's amazing. Oh okay. my. And Rocky Rocky 4 has weird music choices and Polly is just getting more annoying. Actually, Polly's always been annoying. I, Let, that's, let's not that. bring Polly into this. <laughs> He's annoying in every single movie. Yeah. I have I no can. idea why Rocky decides to be his friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so she, I know, I know what I do other. know. What I do know about this is that music is plays a big part in all of these movies. Especially, is there a specific track from your movies that uh, stands out as the best, or a use of a song, or something like that? Yes, oh, okay. I the tiger. I'll give you that. Okay. But that's the only song that they play in that whole movie. What, what do yeah, you have, but Cody? You don't need anything else. Every time. Um, we have Coming to America by James Brown. Ooh. And I like that one. The, the visuals associated with that is just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so American. It's so great. I love it so much because Drago's face is hilarious. Okay, so now make, now I, I want to hear a little bit more because as we all know, Rocky is basically, they're basically superhero movies in a way. So what makes Drago and Kimbo Slice uh, – wrong guy. Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T, same person. They both fight and scare me. Uh, well, Kimbo Slice is dead, so I guess that's a difference. Um, <laughs> sorry, dude. What makes them a better villain? What makes those two – what makes your movie's villain more compelling and will make me want to watch and then revisit time and time again? Jo- uh, Josh? Does – does, does Drago ever yell, I pity the fool? No. Yeah. Because so, he doesn't have to, to be scary. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have so to that, yell to be scary. I know. That's why he's Clever Lang is better. 
That's no, <laughs> it's not true. Are you telling me, Josh, that if what is what is Friday the thirteenth? And if Friday the thirteenth, um, what's his face? Jason was just walking around yelling at everybody. I would love. He would be well, scared. I, oh my I, god! I, I would no, you would it. not. I would, would actually hate that, that. But no, exactly. Well, it's the same idea different. behind. No, it's not different. Ooh. It's the same idea behind um, Drago. He doesn't need to be yelly little. He's not menacing. Bitch. He is menacing. How is he not What's menacing, your... Josh? He just looks dumb the whole time. No, he's he like, looks Ugh. disgusted he's, at he's the just American just, waste. He's just like, Ugh, I'm, 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 you're not American. Duh, fight. You make a shitty communist, Josh. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know my career goals are in the toilet. Like, he is just. What were we talking? About? Are we still talking about the villain? Yeah, I want to. I want. I really want to hear a defining case as to why. Who, why is your villain is better? Why is your villain? Uh, he's a, he's why, no. Why is your villain Dark Knight Joker and not Caesar or not Jared Leto Joker? Oh God. Um, well, perfect example is actually because my my villain is quieter. He's more reserved. He's not just playing a character. I mean, he is playing a character, but. He doesn't have to yell to be scary. I mean, that's the point between being scary and being menacing. And I, I think a menacing villain is better than just being a scary villain. I would define the Dark Knight Joker as being much more menacing than Jared Leto's. Mainly because Jared Leto just wasn't scary at all. He was silly. Hmm. Okay, so one more thing. We'll, we'll, we'll move off the villains because I'm, I'm pretty close to making a decision. Why is your villain's catchphrase better? Because mine has one. If he dies, he dies. Come on. Hmm. It's just the perfect... What about I will break you? Didn't he say that? That too, I will break you, is also good. You see, mine isn't just reserved to one. Okay. He's just the perfect guy. Mine is more entertaining. Nah, I, I disagree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How is yours more entertaining, Josh? Because he's more fun. He's more fun to watch. He's more energetic. And he's... He just works for the movie better. He brings... Because the movie is, has so much drama, and it's more about a, the character of Rocky and him coming back, it needs that fun energy, and we get it from the villain. And I love that. What what years were your movies produced or released? Do you guys know offhand? My... 82 and 85. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Because the 80s is a great is a great decade. Which movie encapsul- encapsulates the campiness of the 80s more? Rocky IV. All right. I can't argue that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, now, let's see. Neither of them do it as well as Highlander. Highlander's no, the perfect disagree movie. with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, what? I'm just, just checking just to be sure. Because if, if one of you gives me the right answer here, it's over. It, does the music of ABBA appear in your films? I fucking wish. Okay. No. Okay, then. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I could have dropped Rocky, the hammer right then. I would say Rocky Three was nominated for an Oscar, and Rocky Four was not. For what? Uh, let me check. Because it depends. <laughs> best original like, song. If it's like best sound mixing, you can go fuck yourself. You best music. <laughs> best music? Best music. Yep. That was a category? Oh, wait, no, it was original song. Oh, okay, for what? Oh, yeah. Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. God, that was an original baby. song. Ooh, yeah, man. That was—I didn't know that was written for the movie. I thought that was just written overall. Yep. 
and useful. Well, that line they say the eye of the tiger. Eye of the tiger. Every shoot. I gotta say, I was I was leaning heavily towards Cody, but for that, I'm kind of in the middle now. Oh God! Oh, Oh, here we go. I love I that. That's wow! I did not know about that. that Without this movie, that song does not exist. God damn it, Josh! (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) I was so close to winning something. <laughs> okay, I uh, now I don't remember I don't remember exactly which movie has this. So, talk to me about your training montage. Do, is there one in Rocky 3? Yes. Yes. What t- tell me about the training montage? He's training, in Rocky the 3. training in Rocky 3 is so much more powerful than Rocky 4. Oh, that's so wrong. Yes it is. In Rocky 4, it's just music videos. But what does what he do? What does he do in the training montages in Rocky 3? Like, what what is he doing? What's the music like? What set it up it's, for me? It's it's Eye of the Tiger. Okay. That's the music. Okay, what's what he, doing? he doing? He's training with Apollo Creed. He's, he's running getting, on the beach. He's yeah. getting gay with Apollo. Yeah, is Apollo Creed doing. in Rocky 3? Or Rocky yeah. 4? Um, yeah, for a okay. little bit. Okay. Shoot. Wow, this is actually really close. I was coming in expecting to give this one to Cody, but now I'm. T- Wait, my. But hold on, you didn't hear about my training montage. Okay. It's um, takes place in the Russian wilderness. Okay. He's cutting down trees all the while. Oh, it wow. is playing a song. I can't remember what the song is, but it's an '80s song, so got that. Okay. And all the while, it's cutting back and forth between Rocky doing some like analog training. He's cutting down trees. He's sawing shit. He's lifting rocks. And then it goes to super advanced gym. You see Ivan. He's uh, training, taking steroids and cheating. And Rocky still wins because old-fashioned way is better than the future, baby. And okay. there's like three songs. And he climbs a mountain and yells Drago. And it's incredible. Ooh, that's cool. All right, all right. Last last I, thing. I, what have you not told me about that is – it can be sport. I don't really – I kind of know. Okay. How these are going? So, if if you want to let, let it be a spoiler, that's fine. But I'm I'm more looking for a moment. Like, what moment okay. am I going to remember from you, your movie that I haven't heard yet? Josh, go. Okay, this is a major spoiler. Okay. So, so, but whatever. whatever. Um, in Rocky Three, Rocky Ruse loses one of the most important people to him. He loses his mentor, Mickey. He he cries over him on his deathbed, and it's one of the most emotional moments in the entire s- series. And it's amazing, and it changes the game for Rocky going forward in the entire franchise. Okay, you you kind of hurt yourself there cuz I don't give a <laughs> shit about the franchise. So, well, it it helps Rocky as a character. Okay, that's better. But okay. all right. So, all right. major spoilers for American history. Yeah. Um <laughs> Rocky wins the Cold War in this movie. Ooh. He wins tough. it. And at the um shut up, Eddie. <laughs> she likes <laughs> Rocky. The the... She likes Rocky 3. That's She's obvious. a bad dog. Bad. Um, Paparino. At the end of the movie, after he wins the fight, he gives this great big speech about how friendship and love trumps hate. Ooh. Hey. And about All right, how all right. Your brown knows me, me a little bit. We should just work together okay. instead of fighting each other so much. Man. The world would be better. And then Gorbachev claps for Rocky. Ooh. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> real good. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, no more comments here. I'm just going to talk this out until I figure it out. So, Josh, you gave me a little bit. I think, I think what for the cases that you made, both of your villains are really strong. Those are big, either personalities or just as far as Mr. T goes, or just a presence as far as uh, 
Drago or whatever goes. I, and I really like that because, like I've said, heroes only as strong as their villain. Um, they are both boxing movies. They both have training montages, but uh, Rocky Three's got Eye of the Tiger, and that's kind of great. I didn't know that was written for that movie. It didn't have Eye of the Tiger. It gave us. It Eye gave of us. Tiger. Yeah, it provided Eye of the Tiger to the world. And shit, it's the Eye of the Tiger. Shit. Stop. This is hard. This is really, really hard. But Rocky Four, it's got the Cold War stuff. It's got Rocky's speech because I. That does sound pretty cool, and if Gorbachev, <laughs> if they're that, if they're that, like minimally concerned with like global diplomacy, that they can let a boxing match decide such an important step in the future, that's kind of amazing, and that that Rocky could provide that to the world. Man, this is hard. This is almost a flip of a coin, to be honest with you guys. But here's my deciding factor. From what I've heard, what is the movie that, if I had them both in my hands, I, would I watch right now? And what I do I think I would get the most enjoyment out of? And I gotta say, it's... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna give this one t- to oh, Rocky. I have the tiger. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky Four gets it. It's, oh. it's close. That was real, real close. Oh, wow. Only because I just think that that, that campy, kind of silly tone just sounds like a lot of fun to me. Rocky Three, I think, for what it's worth, I think you're going to hate me even more, Josh. Rocky Three sounds like a film, whereas, <laughs> whereas Rocky Four sounds a lot more like a movie. And I think I, I think a movie is appropriate. So That was just, that was just, that was just kicking me while I'm down. If it, if, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cody won like fifty one to forty nine, so don't don't beat yourself up too much. So wow. Yeah. That was that was a good that was good times. I my, great job guys. Heart. That was that was stressful. I know. So Josh, you've fought twice and lost, unfortunately. Not for lack of trying though. Uh you'll this, get your like rocky, I said, you'll get your Rocky moment. You'll come back. You were real close. You were real close. Or Josh, you know what they say? It's not about how hard you can get punched, it's about how hard you can get punched and keep going. That's true. Isn't so that now, the line from Rocky Balboa? Something like that. The movie that nobody cares about. Um, no, that movie's great. Yeah, just the world's <laughs> kind of forgotten about it, like because of Creed. It's the as far as 21st century Rocky movies go, it's like low on the it's it's the bottom of the list. But whatever. Um, so next, don't know when this is gonna happen. Uh, we're gonna have to think. Uh, whoever can think of a good topic for it, Cody V Mason, Dawn of Justice, is gonna have <laughs> to unravel. I gotta say, great fight. Real good fight. I loved it. it was, that was close. Like I said, I was ready to give it to Rocky Four, but Josh, you just you threw some haymakers at me. And I, uh, <laughs> threw that uh, you eye won, of the tiger. You yeah. won it about four different times, but just unfortunately, it's not a film. Uh. Or it's it's too much of a film, not much of a movie, man. Sorry. <laughs> Try saying that again after you watch Rocky Three because that is a movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's great. It's a good thing to be a movie. Uh, all right, so... Let's move on and talk about the next, the latest Damien Chazelle picture. Picture. The it's picture. a family picture. It's a family picture. La La Land, fam. Let's do it. So, since I was the first to see this, I think I will, I would like to deliver the opening remarks, if that's okay. 
No, that's not okay. okay. <laughs> so I've had a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks since I saw La La Land. It's been almost, two, well, it's just been over two weeks, so like 15 days basically. And I've been thinking a lot about it because for for a movie to be this heralded and to have this much momentum, I guess, going into the Academy Award nominations, it's important to me that it's good and that I that I and that I think it's good. And so I've thought a lot about it. I think I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. That, but it is still one of the best movies of the year. And I guess to continue an earlier theme, to me, La La Land is a movie and Whiplash is a film, if you kind of get what I'm saying. I think there's a lot more, maybe, I don't know if a lot more, but the, to me, there's a, a significant a more amount of technique that went into Whiplash than what went into La La Land. But where Whiplash is kind of frustrated and angry and cold, La La Land is just it is sweating and filled to the brim with just unabashed passion. And I, I, people have been saying this a lot as far as this movie, but you just don't see movies like this at, too much anymore. And from just looking at kind of my how my top ten list is coming together, that's been kind of the recurring theme among my favorite movies of the year is that I just feel like there's a lot of passion and then there, there's a lot of not just nostalgia, but admiration that that goes into these and for that reason I just I am extremely impressed and with La La Land and I love it uh we'll get into more detail as as we go along but my overall thought is that La La Land nails it in every way I think it 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 could have so except maybe one but we'll talk about that Cody you saw it second so give us your first thoughts so I um I don't know if I mentioned this on the sorry just a second. Ugh, that was a big stretch. Um, they were dying. Yeah, I, it felt bad. Felt really good actually. Um, I don't know if it's well known on this podcast or not that I really I really like musicals. Oh, same, bro. I know that makes me favorite you musical. Take, I, you can take um, Little Shop of Horrors is the best thing that's ever happened. Okay, Grease. Good job. I agree. No, you're so wrong. I'm sorry. Is this what our fight's going to be about? Maybe. <laughs> Might have to be. Um, no, I, I really like musicals. So I mm-hmm. was looking forward to this movie for a long time. As soon as I knew it was a thing, I was excited for it. Mm-hmm. So going into it, I went and saw it on New Year's Eve. And I loved it. I had so much fun watching this movie. It made me so happy. It was a really great year or way to end a shitty year. Mm-hmm. It it just it like you said it just exuded passion and it, I thought it was ha- this movie was happy. Yeah, I, yeah, I could t- I think uh, what's his name Damien? How do you say his last name? Damien Chazelle. Chazelle. You could tell that he had a lot of fun making this movie, mm-hmm. and everybody involved had a lot of fun making this movie, and that's when movies are really really great, unless it's a movie that isn't supposed to be happy or fun. Mm. But we know this movie was supposed to be happy and fun. Yeah, good to know. Josh, initial thoughts on La La Land? Um, I really liked it a lot. Um, I don't think it's like... Ever, I, I heard people talking about this as like one of the best movies of the year and like, like or the best movie of the year and like one of the best in a long time. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like amazing or anything, but I really liked it. I have 
two issues with it that kind of took it down for me. But like overall, I it's, it's really good. Uh, it's just a really solid musical. It's a lot of fun. The music's really fun. Um, Emma Stone is amazing. Um, and yeah, it's just I, I really liked it a lot. Okay. So what I heard is that you hated it. So that's interesting. Yep. You didn't like it as much as we did, so um, you're a monster. So I guess we'll start off. We've talked a little bit about Chazelle, so we'll push him off for just a little bit. And let's get to the main actors, specifically Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Uh, what I, Something I couldn't stop thinking about was that Miles Teller was originally attached to this. And oh, could you imagine? I think I would actually – I know I say this a lot, but I think if that actually happened, I probably would kill myself um, just out of principle. That's, oh, you're going to hate You're gonna hate what I have to say soon then. Oh, oh don't God. He didn't dare. like Ryan Gosling. Well, I think uh, – speaking of Ryan Gosling, we'll start with him I suppose. He's had a hell of a year in terms of kind of rebranding himself because he had, he had his notebook years and then he had his winding reffing years where he was like – I, I'm going to say three words. This is a whole movie, and then I'm going to make a movie for that. You know, people just sort of dismiss immediately. And now, and now he's kind of come back, and he's between this and the nice guys, and he's got Blade Runner coming out, and he's got a Terrence Malick movie, and he's going to be in Chazelle's next picture, I guess. Picture. Uh, I didn't. That wasn't intentional. I'm going to say, what? How do you want to phrase this? The Gosling Assance? No, nah, I. I his rebranding started with I don't know if you guys saw Lars and the Real Girl. No, I haven't. That movie was amazing. But it seems like he's starting to accept his leading manness. Where I think later in the two thousands, maybe he just wanted to see what he had in him or something. But he kind of resisted being a Hollywood star. Whereas I think now, especially with these this year and then what it looks like it's going to be next year and even the year after that, he is really kind of coming into his own and becoming. Cool. The what I think is gonna, he's going to end up to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, movie star on the planet, uh, right alongside DiCaprio. And I'm excited for that stage because he's in this movie. He was just he was electric. He was all over the place. He was hysterical. He was like he was dancing all over the place. He was singing. He was playing the piano. Like it was just this is an all time. It's not a showy performance. Kind of like. Um, I don't feel like this is a traditionally Oscar-y kind of role, but for the things that he had to pull off, uh, I was super, super impressed. Um, and uh, especially one scene in particular, um, actually two scenes, I guess, in particular, really had me, uh, made me, made me fell in love with him. And the first one was the when he was playing in the cover band in the beginning of the oh, movie. Oh, God, yes. And he just looked like he hated his life, and he was in the silly thing, and, he, uh, and Emma Stone asked for Iran uh, <laughs> by the Seagulls or, the, or something like that, which is a great song. And he just was, like, seething. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then in the next scene in the in the musical number, I, li- I like the tiny detail of, you know, his car was parked right next to the house, but he went looking for it just to spend time and just to be with Mia. I thought that was a really sweet moment that they didn't really bring that much attention to. They just sort of, like, gave you an insight into this guy. And I, I really dug that. So, uh, Ryan Gosling, not your traditional Academy Award nominee, kind of nominee performance, but uh, I certainly will be excited if he does indeed get the nod. Uh, Cody, thoughts on the Gosling? Oh, I think this year has made me fall in love with Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. 
I love him in The Nice Guys, and I watched Lars and the Real Girl in this movie. I just, I like him as an actor. I think he's great. I can't wait to see where he goes. I can't wait for Blade Runner, and I, I really enjoyed him in this movie. He just was great. He had, like I said before, you could tell he had a lot of fun making this movie, and that's when he does the best, I think, is when he has fun making a movie, or anybody, mm-hmm. for that matter, but... I could tell I really enjoyed his performance. It was probably one of my favorite of the year. Okay. Uh, Josh? Um, he's good. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I didn't, I wasn't really blown away by him, to be honest. I, I wasn't really, like, it, to me, it was, it, this is Emma Stone's movie. It's like, not even close. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I, she, I definitely she, agree with that. Um, but in he he's he's serviceable. He's solid. Ooh. But like compared to his performance in The Nice Guys, which I thought was amazing, he's he's fine. Well, they're very um, different movies and yeah, very and that's, different that's things. The, I feel like the movie after. just I feel like this just never this didn't really give him that much to shine like anywhere to really shine. I disagree like, with that. I thought his is he was he was fine. I just wasn't really like nothing about him really grabbed me that much. Okay, so I don't know. Just but take take into account the the scene where he plays with um, uh, with John Legend's band. Who uh, people were like, oh, really? John Legend just randomly shows up. I don't mind. I think that was perfectly okay. That doesn't affect me at all. But um, the scene when he's um kind of playing with them uh like on stage when they're doing that song, and he was <laughs> this is kind of obvious looking back, but he was literally torn between his passion of jazz piano. And like the new age philosophy of the electric or just synthesized or processed things, and um, as far as people with like, I think Chazelle kind of put a piece of him in in both Mia and uh, Sebastian's characters, where Mia's um, she's trying to make it basically, and then Ryan Gosling is torn between the old ways and kind of the new school, which is I think kind of how. Chazelle wrote this because I at a point he was trying to make it as a director and he's also trying to revive a genre that you know we haven't really seen much of except as a gimmick for the past 10 or 20 if not more years I mean we see maybe what a musical a year where back in the day they used to be like once a week or something like that so um I don't know, I just I really like how both uh, Emma Stone Gosling especially played it. I think he was fantastic and a very like i said it's not a very showy role like uh, like miles teller was in whiplash or like for instance this year denzel is in fences he's just he's playing a real person i feel like in in an age where if you don't have a big freak out scene or a long-winded speech or you have to cry or something like that i feel like we overlook the genuine this is just a person living their life kind of performance and um i do that i do that myself i mean i've so in this particular case, I do think I think Ryan Gosling was excellent at just playing a person who's complicated and passionate and real at the end of the day. So I see what you're saying. There's not much. He didn't really have a scene like he didn't have an Academy Award nominated scene. Like when they if he gets nominated, that he doesn't have a scene like DiCap- one of DiCaprio's speeches in Wolf of Wall Street where you can say, "Oh yeah, that's a big moment for him." It's just it's a consistently real performance, kind of like. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer. There's just it's it's genuine, and I th- and I like that about it. So, uh, yes, <laughs> sorry, I just I agree. Very, 
I'm very passionate. Uh, does that kind of make sense to you, Josh? Or are you? Just... I, I makes sense. I don't, I don't. I mean, it's still just fine to me. I didn't. I mean, I've seen there's subtle performances I've seen and liked a lot more. For this was what, under, for this instance, was... like what? Anything recently know. that? Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Okay. But I've I've seen performances where there's not really that showy moment where they're like breaking down, crying or whatever. But it's like still, I that's a great performance. And it's like this just wasn't that to me. Hmm. Okay. If one jumps in, uh, let us feel know. free to speak up. I'd like to get a comparison or just something to understand because I think he's super. Uh, Emma Stone. Then wait, wait Josh, were you, were you at some point going to say that Miles Teller would have been better in this movie? Yeah. Oh, you're wrong. You're completely. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, I don't know if he would have been, but I would have been. I would have been interested to see how that would have gone because I think I might have liked that more. Why though? Because Miles Teller is a Sucks. great actor. Have you seen Insurgent? Have you seen Yeah, Divergent? he was probably one of the few good things in those movies. I just, I hate him so much. Uh, <laughs> did you, I don't know, side tangent, but when when Chazelle decided to drop uh, Miles Teller from the project, apparently Miles Teller responded with a text saying, what the fuck, bro? And well, because he didn't tell him. That tells, so what? It's Hollywood. But that tells me all I need to know about Miles Teller as a human being. I'm just, I don't, I hate him a lot. But, moving on. Emma Stone, uh, what what's what do we think about her? She had the more, like, typical performance where she did get put through kind of the ringer of crying and singing and yelling and all that kind of stuff. So what do we think about her, Cody? Oh, she was great. Mm-hmm. I, I just really, I really liked her. I got, I haven't really thought about her, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I really liked Ryan Gosling in this movie. I think mm-hmm. he was my my favorite performance. But she was great. She was really good. Everybody was really good in this movie. I can't think of a bad performance in it. Mm-hmm. I agree. But she was she was real good. I'm not knocking her performance. What stood out to you specifically with her? She have a scene. Yeah, the end. Okay. The ending was incredible. I mean the um, her monologue or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the audition. Here's to the ones who dream, that kind of thing. Yeah, that was fucking great. Yeah. She really... Oof. I didn't know she had that in her. That was pretty cool to see. I almost cried. <laughs> uh, I I, enjoy, I thought she was really good, too. I feel like they were both... She and Gosling fed off each other really, really well, and she... Prop, uh, props to them, by the way, for being able to do all the dancing and stuff. Apparently, they don't, they're not theater trained, so that's super super impressive. Super do we cool. know... Did Ryan Gosling play the piano in this? All of it, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, apparently, like uh, from what I heard, uh, John Legend had to learn the guitar for this movie to how to play the guitar, and Gosling had to learn the piano. Doesn't he play guitar? I thought I've seen him play guitar before. That's what I thought, but apparently, maybe he. What kind of musician is he? He's like a he's a like piano dude or whatever. But he's a piano guy. Yeah, apparently he's he was like pissed off because Gosling picked up the piano so quickly that he would like. Even though John Legend had been playing piano his whole life, Gosling learned it in like a few months and was already just <laughs> as good. And I find that really cool. I like Gosling's just the best. Um, you know that was all. That was all Ryan Gosling. Uh, he was he was super duper. Um, no, I like the performance even better. Yeah, yeah, it was dedicated. Um, see, some people will be like, "Oh, this actor lost ninety pounds for this role or gained ninety pounds." It's like Ryan Gosling yeah, but, learned to learn how to play yeah, instrument. Like skill, something duper, that people spend their whole lives uh, exactly. super duper well. I think that learning a skill should be just as imp- impressive than losing or gaining weight for a role. But that's just me. Uh, Josh, thoughts on Emma Stone? 
Oh, she's amazing. I think this is her best performance ever. Nah, not quite. Gwen Stacy. I think it's, nah, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Um, no, she, she's amazing in this movie. I think she she's she's the she's my favorite part of the movie, like mm-hmm. without question. Okay. Um, I I loved her. I loved her character. I loved her story. I loved everything about her and her performance, and it was amazing. So, all right, let's talk about the music for a minute. And I know this has been a sore spot for a lot of people. Um, I I guess I sort of was one of those because there's not too many songs in here that I think are going to stand like the, not to the test of no. time, but I, I don't think there's a lot of songs in here that are going to be remembered and performed in 10 years or something like that. Like I think city of stars there might be one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. City that's of stars stand out. It definitely has some staying power just because I think it's strong on its own. Um, but the rest of them that's, are good. That's like the only like recurring song. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, the, like I said, the rest of them are good. Something, someone in the crowd's actually pretty great. Um, and then the rest of them are okay. I've I've been listening to them a lot, so I've been getting familiar, kind of with the the beats of it and trying to figure out how they fit into the story. And I think they're they're very very strong. But and this is this isn't to disparage Justin Hurwitz, but I just I do feel like these are kind of um sort of beginner songs. Just they're not as refined as something like Stephen Sondheim could could pump out, and that's that's perfectly fine. It's just. Um, they weren't as they, they weren't supers. They weren't the best part of this movie. Where I think, as far as musicals go, um, the songs can only take you so far. I guess, and uh, they were just a little lacking. But overall, if I were to grade the songs overall, it'd be like an eight and a half or something like that. Just they didn't quite get there. So, Cody, what do you think about the songs? Do you have a I favorite? Liked, I liked all the songs. Do I have a favorite? Um, I really like like the. I don't know what you want to call it, the, the recurring theme in it. No, oh, yeah, the coda or whatever. Yeah, I really, really like that, like, a lot. Mm, I agree. But, and, but like, song-wise, go, like we said, uh, City of Stars is by far the best track on, I guess, the soundtrack and the soundtrack. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a really good song. People, I understand why people like it. Right. But other than that, I mean, the songs, like you said, they're just mediocre. They're pretty good, but they're nothing special. Mm-hmm. It's no Skid Row from Little Shop of Horrors. Right, right. And I, just, and I also feel like it's sort of a, it sucks for this movie because it had no way of knowing that Moana and Sing Street would come out and have those. Mm-hmm. Like, Sing Street especially, I think that has some of the, the best music of the year. Because, like, there's really, except for maybe Riddle of the Model, there's no real weak songs. And um, Moana's also but that makes that makes sense in the context of the movie for that being the weakest song, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the first one, isn't it? Uh, I thought they wrote up for no, no, it was riddle the model. That's right, yeah. Um, hmm. But and then for <laughs> for Moana, like that that mean uh, how far I'll go song is just so strong. Like that's an all time Disney strength and. Uh, I hope you, that one's best song. Yeah, yeah. Your welcome is extremely memorable. Shiny's fine, I guess. And then the, um, the main, the opening song about the village and the main theme. Like, there's just, it's it's unfortunate. Unfortunately, it's a step down, but it's and it, it's kind of the worst music put out all, all year as far as original but songs go. It's, but it's but still it's, so it's good. It's a great year. It's a super strong year. So yeah, it's we, still a compliment. Yeah, we haven't had a, a year with this much good original music in uh, forever. Not just like. Not just one song for 
just for the Academy Awards, but, like, consistently these songs appear and are a big part of the movie. Like, it's just, it's one of the best years for, for any musical-type movie, if you ask me. But, Josh, thoughts on the songs? Um, they were good. Yeah. Um, you have a yeah. favorite? Uh, City of Stars. Well, actually, really the main theme, um, yeah. what Cody was talking about, the... It's Mia and Sebastian's this theme yeah, is what I think it's called. I, lo- I love that a lot. That's actually been, like, playing in my head, like, nonstop since I saw the movie. Um, but yeah, City of Stars is the one that I'm just like, yeah, that's a really good song. Everything else is, yeah, it's just kind of like, it fits the movie, it works for the story, but it's nothing I'm going to be singing anytime mm-hmm. soon. No, yeah. Listening to it or anything, so. I'm really, it's, I'm, it's, sorry. Yeah, it's just, I mean, compared to like what you said, like Moana and Sing Street. Yeah. I really can't wait until... I don't know, I, Cody. I guess you know a little bit more about me than than this because you've had experience with it. But I can't wait for this to make its way to like high schools and colleges oh my God, yes. for like uh, their I own think production. I, I, I would love to see a stage performance of this play. Like I think I think I, it'd be great after like I think after the Academy Awards. If if Chazelle like hires somebody to get this Broadway ready, I'll be super psyched because I think that would be a really and maybe you can add a couple of songs just to like pad it out, you know, because Broadway can't only have five; you got to have like ten songs. Um, I just, I think that'd be really really cool. Um, th- Sing Street in a similar way. I think that could play really well on Broadway, but a little oh, less so since it's a band. That. But um, yeah, it... and hell, even Moana. I mean, Disney they turned some of their movies into plays, so why not that one? Might be a little tough with the smoke monster or whatever, but you know, whatever. do what you can. <laughs> So let's talk about Chazelle's directing because this is by far what stood out to me as the strongest part of this movie. Like this guy is, you know, you know how some people always complain. It's like, oh, well, no, movies kind of suck now and blah, blah, blah. Like they get bogged down with the studio systems, right? Guys? Yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Trying to make a point here. No, just kidding. Uh... This year, for as uneven and kind of, like, okay of a movie year it's been, it is proof that the next wave of directors, and I think this goes to last year, too, are, could be among the best that we've, we're going to see. Like, Chazelle, uh, Denis Villeneuve, Alex Garland last year, correct me if I'm missing anybody else that kind of is, had their first or second movie this year, but just, it's so... The Chazelle and Villeneuve especially just have such strong visions, and they are so passionate about what you know, whether it's sci-fi or a musical or whatever it is. Like I, these guys, these two guys have me so excited for what the hell they're gonna do next because they're just those are once like they're once in lifetime talents that are kind of gaining momentum at the same time. So has Alex Garland made another movie yet? He's making he's in the process of another one called, it's a sci fi movie called Annihilation. It's got a couple of people. Do you know what in it's it. about? Uh I haven't looked at that actually it. really excites me a lot. Yeah, I, I have it's based on a book about it's kinda it's like about biological I'll find it. You you guys talk about Chazelle for a second. What do you want us to say? He's great. It's like he's two for two on great movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what he does after this. So Annihilation is it's a well, it's the first of a series of three books. It's about an all-female team of four who cross the border into an uninhabited area known as Area X. There's I don't know. Oh, wow, this is long. Uh, it looks good though. 
Uh, it's, it should be cool. Oh, wait, hey, hold on. Baby girl's going to be in it? Plot summary. A biologist's husband disappears. She then, she then puts her name forward for an expedition into an environmental disaster zone, but does not quite find what she's expecting. With Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Gene Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, Oscar Isaac, and David Gayasi. So, oh, should Oscar be good. Isaac is in every movie in the world. Basically. And he should be. Uh, He's a great actor. I agree, yeah. So, Chazelle, Josh, what what did you see in Whiplash that you thought either that was either different or did you think he did better in La La Land? Like, how how's his trajectory going? I think he he's he's amazing. Um, like his, his his directing of this. Well, I I didn't like I wasn't like completely invested in the story as much as I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. His the way he tells it and the way he just like puts things together is so his own thing, right? And it's so like tightly made. And I love that about Whiplash too. Even though I think it was a little better in Whiplash. Um, and I I think that was partly because that was a smaller story. Um, right. It was more like a, uh, I don't know if I'd say it's more personal, but it was more like an intense, um, heavier thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just, he does the way he tells a story is so like intense and so engaging. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see what he does next. So. And what he's doing next is a biopic of Neil Armstrong. Yep. called First oh, Man. No. He's making that movie with Ryan Gosling starring as. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so excited for that movie. I expected, no unless that becomes a musical, I expected his, I expected his next movie to be like the end of the his musical trilogy. But maybe we'll get that uh, further down the line. Just will be. Please give me a Neil Armstrong musical. <laughs> oh my god! I'm going to space. <clears throat> gonna be the first man to step into space. I don't know. And then you have uh, Buzz Aldrin going, what the fuck? Yeah, and then the, then the Chinese who were there 60 years before or something. Was in, oh. What's that conspiracy theory? The Rush, somebody got their first, uh, right? No, the Nazis have a moon base. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that'd be that'd be so cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just Neil Armstrong fighting Nazis on the moon. That'd be, oh, my God. Space Nazis. Oh, it's so cool. Um, but, yeah, that's what, his, that's what his next project is lined up for, so maybe he'll he'll finish off his musical trilogy when he's got a story for it because – um, I feel like Whiplash was his telling his own story, and then uh, La La Land was like his tribute. People are calling it a love letter, which I kind of hate that term. Just overall, I think this is much more of like a thank you note to musicals in that sort of sort of era, because it's not really it is it is both kind of holding it up in reverence, but also saying that it's it, it's time we moved on. It's, I guess. Yeah, it's. And I like that. Uh, I think that's very mature, where it's. You know, it's easy to say all oh, the things in the past are great, but it's harder to admit that you know they change for a reason, and uh, that's kind. Of, I think that's kind of what he was getting after. Um, speaking of Chazelle, I, I don't remember the last one that I've seen that is unabashedly this, but he's he's taking passion projects, from, he's turning them from being self indulgent and stupid into like fantastic just overall movies that you don't even realize are passion projects you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's like you always have these directors who's like oh i've been waiting to do my opus and like i think it's gonna be great and it's just this thing that nobody really gives a shit about except for them but he's he's he turns them into movies that people give a shit about exactly that's i think that's his strength but uh are we okay with the usage of jk simmons i think he could have been in it more but it's, it's fine yeah 
I don't it, think he sings or anything, so it's okay. <laughs> no, he fires Ryan Gosling and then he dances or something at the end. I don't know, I can't remember, but I don't know. I feel like that's that's It was an underuse by absolutely it was an underuse of him, but yeah. I'm not mad about it. I mean I am not happy about it, but I think it's okay. I yeah, just wasn't I... a JK Simmons movie. It was more like a cameo than it was a, a role. Yeah. For, for like, his... hey, remember that last movie? Remember Whiplash? Remember? Remember? I, I just think it would be really funny if Chazelle had like kind of winked to the. I know I, ha- I said I hate this on Rogue One, but I kind of I think it'd be funny here because it's appropriate if he just kind of makes some sort of variation of you know up the tempo. I don't think that's qu- quite what I like or something like it's that. Too slow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Up in my tempo. Oh, that that would be really cool. Um, or it'd be funny if he's like, oh, that tempo's too fast. Not quite my tempo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Slow down, man. Slow down. <laughs> no. No rush. No rush. Um. Let's see. Or what do we think about the ending? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Okay, well, go ahead. Um, so I was I was into the movie for a while, and then they I was I was it really into the movie, and then the end comes, and then we find out it's five years later. We find out Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling they don't end up together, and that kind of pissed me off. Why? Um, it's realistic. I, yeah, I don't care. I don't like it. It happens. Not everything works out perfectly in the I, end. I know. Gosh, I'm I know. Sorry. I, I know. It, but it it bothered me. Um, but then it just bo- wait, it bothered you they weren't together. Or did you feel like the story called for them to be together, and it was like a betrayal just, to the story? Not that a bit, it was more of a betrayal to the audience rather than the story. I think it worked for the story, but it was like, huh. but but I, I ended up liking it, and I'll get to you've my seen reasons. you've seen Five Hundred Days of Summer, right? No, okay. Oh, you should watch. I, it. I know exactly what happens in that movie, so but I still really want to see it. Hmm. Um, but um, yeah, so they end up not being together, and I was like. That kind of sucks because I was really, I really wanted them to get together because it's like that's what we're, we're rooting for them the whole movie, and then it doesn't happen. But then she has that kind of what if scenario. Um, we see the whole movie play out again, and I was, I for, loved for, that scene. I, I was too. so I, at first I hated it. Um, when it started, I was like, I was like, oh my god, what are they doing? Are they doing like a oh this never really happened? Everything I was so good. yeah, I was scared for that too. I, I was that. like, oh no, are you telling me that everything I just watched doesn't matter? And that this is the real thing. I'm like, no. If you're gonna have an ending I don't like, just stick with it <laughs> and don't go back on it. And so, but then they t- t- revealed it's like, no, that's like a, she, she was like imagine the whole thing. And then it was like, all right, all right. Then I, I can appreciate the re- the real ending more now because mm. it's not some fantasy thing. They're like just going with it. And then I liked it more. It made me appreciate the ending um, a little bit more than I originally did. So. My heart's already been broken by. Uh, How I Met Your Mother and 500 Days of Summer, so I guess I was just, you know, I was ready to to feel pain again. So it didn't really bother me. Um, spoilers for those, by the way. Sorry. You mean the terrible How I Met Your Mother ending? That was okay. No, that's not what he was talking about. It's terrible. That wasn't that bad. I don't. I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. It's it's you know, it's it makes sense. So I don't. Know. I, I I don't mind. I didn't like the How I Met Your Mother ending first, but now I do. I think that was. Really brave of them. Really hashtag brave. Um, so yeah, the ending. I I kind of I didn't expect it. That's for sure. I this it didn't seem like the movie that the kind of movie that would pull the rug out from under you. But in a lot of ways, I'm kind of glad it did because it, it's kind of what this movie's about. It's it it goes back to the first or the second song, I suppose. Someone in the crowd. It will you know someone in the crowd will take you where you want to go, but. That wasn't Ryan Gosling. It was the other dude. 
You know, it's she, it wasn't a guarantee that Ryan Gosling was that someone in the crowd. It was just he was someone to lead her to the that, person, that yeah. guy. And I don't know, that kind of goes with the whole How I Met Your Mother thing. So maybe I'm bringing that into it a little bit. But I did feel like with La La Land especially, I think the romance was, it was a complicated one. It was, it felt real and genuine and tons of white privilege, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and and I was, I, I was okay with it. I think, I think the movie's, the movie's stronger for not copping out. And because it's, it, it leaves you with just the right amount of hope and, and I think that's that's what movies should do because that that's what keeps me thinking about something. Not I don't. It's not always good to just tie things up with a bow. It's it's open open endings and unsatisfying endings can work. And I think this is an example of that. Um, Cody, what did you did you have a thought about the ending or were you I okay liked, with it? I think it was fine. I was fine with the ending. It made sense. It's yeah. just it's not how I wanted it to go, but yeah. Life rarely goes how you want it to go, so mm-hmm. it it makes sense in the context of the movie, right? And it was good. And that ending, that montage at the end, was just it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Nice. That was my probably my favorite track, like piece of music in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's basically it was, I, it's on Spotify. It's just a mishmash of all the main themes and it, into bum, one bum, like seven minute. Bum, bum, yeah, bum. that's my favorite one, by the way. Oh, yeah, I, I've been humming that. The last couple of weeks, um, a couple other things I just want to note is I did I didn't the only time I felt and this is kind of amazing considering how much he loves this kind of source material. I only felt that Damien Chazelle overindulged once, <laughs> and I'm sure you guys have probably guess it's the planetarium dance. Oh yeah, that yeah that was got, I was like that okay, was a little bit that he just that was, that was, they started flying and I was just like what the hell's happening yeah he dipped his toe a little bit too far into the water I, on that one so I I can't complain about it too much because it it was very it was very sweet it was very whimsical but that was the one time the movie was like okay reel it back a little bit you know um another and lastly for me I don't know, I've been thinking about this a lot the last few days and maybe it's just because of the music but. Does this did this feel like a pix a live action Pixar movie to you guys? I, I did not that. get that vibe. I didn't think that about you mention but... it. Kinda. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, maybe it's just because the music. Because Pixar movies always seem to have that kind of throwback sixties, fifties kind of music. But it just like I could easily imagine this movie being animated and with the same everything really, except from they don't really have that much adult content, I guess. There's not many, like, swear words and stuff. No. So, I don't know, I just... That's just something that's kind of stuck with me. It just, it feels like how a Pixar movie would would be in live action. I don't know. I don't know, it's just a weird little thing I've been thinking of. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about? Because I'm, I'm about tapped out with my notes, so... Um... Anything catch your eye? No, nothing really. I mean... It was just yeah, really, it was just, really great. I just really enjoyed it. It's a fun musical. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, do you guys want to give it a grade? Absolutely. All right, Cody, let's get started. I'm going to give it a nine and a half. Uh, I concur. Nine and a half for me as well. I'm going to go eight. Oh. Okay. Still, a, is this, what's the highest rated movie this year so far? Was it Star Wars? Uh, No. I don't know. I, I actually, might really? come to think of it. Yeah, it was probably Star Wars. Yeah, it was Star Wars. I don't. I don't remember what I give anything. Way to be, way to be predictable. 
Oh, well. Uh, all right. So how is it without – because we, we have this episode coming, so don't tip your hand completely. But where is this stacking up in the year for you guys? Oh, Just, it's there. It's up there. Josh? It's not going to be in my top ten. but Oof, That's a hot take. Maybe an honorable mention, but it's really good. I liked it a lot. For me, it started off high, and then it fell a little bit, and now it's back up towards the top. So Getting higher. That whole, yeah. Like that, that Creed song, It Can Take You Higher. Or the Sly and the Family Stone song, I Want to Take You Higher. That's a good one. But I can't play it at the end of the episode because City of Stars is coming. So, um, but yeah, that episode will be coming just to kind of we got a couple. We have two more episodes, and maybe a bonus. We want to get to monster calls and then silence and maybe a Patriots Day bonus app or something like that. But top we'll ten's coming. Got to figure it out. Let gotta... us know what you want to see, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Audience participation. Everybody but yeah, loves it's it, oof, it is going to be. Just when you think the year is like okay, it's 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 an okay year, but once it, once you're faced with making a top ten list, it, you know it's, it's hard, it's agonizing. It's absolutely agonizing. Um, I mean, no spoilers, but I pretty much have my list. I made my list last that. night, but really? I know I'm pretty. I think I know. I mean, I'm, there's a couple movies I still want to see, but I'm pretty sure I know. Like, I'm pretty sure my list is what it's going to be. Yeah, same here. Like, I'm going to go see Manchester by the Sea today. Mm. I don't know, Patriots Day, Monster Calls especially, I think, if I if I would be put a guess as to what's going to play spoiler for you, Josh, I think it might be this one. Unless Are we going to count that as 2016? Yeah, it's yeah. Silence, silence will count, but what about Monster Calls? If, if it's, it's a 2016, if it's it was released in limited 2016, it's a 2016 movie. Yeah. That's sort of my way of thinking as well. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Watching, reading, listening to. What uh what what have you guys been up to? A long time. Yeah, I know. Um well I watched a movie last night. Oh really? What one? Not last night, two nights ago. The one I really want to talk about is called um American History X. Oh boy. Yes. Yikes. That movie hurt me. That is such a rough watch, but it is fucking good. Mm. Like oh my god. Have you ever seen it, Mason? And it's on my D V R. I'm gonna get to it soon. You because... should watch it when you feel like hating yourself a little bit. Oh, I always do. It it was it was rough. It'll make it was... you like it'll like restore your faith in humanity and then destroy your faith in humanity. Right, about two minutes later. I know. It's it it was rough, but I really really liked it. And then I watched another movie last night called Anomalisa. Oh, I've been meaning to get to that one too. It was really awkward. In what way? Just the way. The, the dialogue, like not like a bad way. I think it was supposed to be awkward. But it was like, oh, wow, this is very uncomfortable. Hmm. Why does that puppet have a penis? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now I, I think I get what you're saying. Hmm, that's interesting. Wait, you, have you ever seen Team America World Police? Oh, yeah, puppets fucking. You know that scene that I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. It's kind of like that, but a bit hmm. America, fuck yeah. That's great. That is great. No, yeah, I, I would suggest watching both of those. It's nothing special, but hmm. I liked it. Cool. Josh, what about you? Um, I don't know. What did I see? I saw Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. That was, that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah what did you what did you think of that scene? The fire scene? No, nice. no, right after. Don't spoil it. I'm not, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be. I'll be vague. I'm not gonna just be spoiler. 
Um, I'm trying to think. After he talks about. to those guys, I can't think. What do you? What scene is this? I'll text you for God's sake. Okay. It's like the best um, scene. It's like the craziest scene in the movie. Anyways. Um. um yeah. Overall, it's, I, I liked it a lot. It, it had. It was good. I loved it for the first like half. I was really loving it, and then after a while, I kind of just felt like it was just kind of. I would just it was just dragging itself through the mud, and I just like I feel like this is a two hour and ten minute movie that could have been an hour thirty. Yeah. Um, um, there's like a million shots of ocean, um, and it's like uh, it's just, oh oh that's oh yeah, wow yeah. That, was, that was a great scene okay yeah <laughs> um that was a that was a crazy scene that was kind of like towards where it kind of went from me loving it to me just liking it yeah um after all that stuff went down. Yeah, I don't but, know. It just felt so bland to me. It was like, I, 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 I didn't probably, find anybody that interesting. Casey Affleck I, was okay. He was just mobly. Casey Affleck was incredible. So was um, Michelle Williams. Yeah, she was good. Uh, but the, like, the, she was great too. I, I just didn't know what the movie was about, you know? Is it about him being a father figure to this kid? Because like, we spend so much time with this kid trying to get laid. It's like, okay, <laughs> he obviously doesn't give a shit about his dad, so, or he doesn't really, it's not really affecting him that much, so what do I care to, I don't, why would I care to see what he's going through? Like, for a movie that's about this kid's relationship and this and this dad's relationship with his family, it's also not about that at all. I, I, it's, it, it's, it's the only, it's the Oscar movie this year that I just don't get. I was like, okay, whatever, not a fan. I don't know. Do you think it'll get any... I, I guess probably. Ask I don't accolades. Know. Yeah. I don't know. What grade would you give it? Uh, like a seven. Yeah. Hmm. That's fair. Anything else? Uh, I you know what I did? I rewatched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, you did. First time in like ever. God knows how many years. So good. Um, and I remember. I I mean, I've, I've always said I've liked the Indiana Jones movies. They're nothing amazing to me, but I, I enjoy them. I'm. Apparently I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I rewatched it. I didn't remember it being this like this much fun. It's just so. It was. I mean, I kind of zoned out after a while because I was just really tired when I was watching it. So I'll yeah. probably watch it again. But like for the most, I was just I was having a blast watching this thing. Yeah. Um, it's just I, I still don't think Indiana Jones is like the most interesting character, but it's really just it's Harrison Ford's charm and it's like exactly. being a badass that makes him awesome. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. It's I can't wait to rewatch the other two to see what I've missed out on. There's three more. I, I, whatever. Um. <laughs> just just watch just watch uh, Last Crusade. The rest are like whatever. No, I I, I liked Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom's so bad. Oh my god. Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. Why do we give him a pass? Why? Why do we give him Short Round and the Chick a pass? I don't understand it. They're both terrible. It's ah. Kali Ma. I know. That's why. God. Lady only here because she humping directors. I know. They should... <laughs> I know, son. Uh, but good to see that you're finally into the light. Much, very, very good to see. Uh, I got. Oh, did I tell you guys I, I watched The Terminator for the first time? Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, I saw cool. that on Letterboxd. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was okay. I, I, for the life of me, I just can't understand the timeline stuff. Like. What do you mean? Like oh well, I'm John. I'm Kyle Reese's friend who's your son in the future. But the Terminator, like, 
I'm just going to kind of ignore that going forward because I just don't pretty care. Pretty straightforward. I, I, it's, it, did, it didn't make any sense. I, I John was Connor watching... is the son of Sarah. Yeah. John Connor sent his friend back in time. To save his mom from the Terminator who was Terminator. sent by... The Terminators. Who are they? They're the artificial intelligence. They're the bad guys. Okay. Terminator, I'm just watching. I'm watching it for the action and the all that stuff. I do, I could care less it's about so the plot because I'm not gonna so follow. I know, but I'm not gonna follow it past T2. So what's the point? But there's Terminator Three and Genesis. Yeah, but I'm not gonna watch those. But, no one cares about those. Well, tell that to Christian Bale. You forgot Salvation, well, by the way. Just like that's everyone else. The one that he was in. <laughs> just like everybody else. No. Um. Yeah. It was. It was cool. I think T2 will be fun. I'm. I'll check that out pretty soon. I also saw Doctor Strangelove for the first time. Oh, I need to watch that. Super duper good. Uh, I, I don't quite get the humor, but it was made 60 years ago, so I don't think I'm supposed to quite yet. Uh, or maybe after a couple rewatches, which, you know, who knows when that'll happen. But the ending is really super. It's like, it's got the, we'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when, like that song. I don't know what it's called. Probably we'll meet again or something. Isn't that movie where the um that phrase "no fighting in the war room" comes yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter Sellers is excellent in this movie. Um. Uh. Also, yeah, but the end with like the song and the nuclear holocaust happening at the same time is just so cool. It's it's like a, it's awesome. Um. I also saw Injustice for All, uh, an Great Al Pacino album. movie. Great album as well. I agree. But maybe an even better movie because it is like super complex and it's fun. It's hysterical, but it's also like super sad and it's like dramatic and it's it's a really really cool movie. It's it's made in the seventies, but it doesn't. It's the pacing is super super quick. Uh, I also saw a Serious Man, a Cohen movie, which is basically Judaism the movie, and it'll get you hype about the Torah. I hope maybe Just everybody's like super Jewish and it's really funny. Um, <laughs> get you hype about the Torah? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god. What do you call uh what do you call a Jewish man stuck in a forest trying to find somewhere? What? Menorah the Explorer? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> or do you, or Torah the Explorer. I don't know. Torah. It's Torah no, Torah the Explorer is better. Oh, okay. that's amazing. Uh I also saw Blazing Saddles for the first time because I'm a fucking nice. idiot and it's super funny. It's That's great. When they probably my favorite joke is when they try to when they hang the horse. <laughs> you just see the executioner putting a, a noose over a horse's head, and the horse is just standing there, like whatever. I'm just a horse. I who cares? I literally have no idea nope. what's going on. Mel Brooks needs to come back. He's, he's old. He's too old. He yeah. can't. No, but he could. So... If if he wants to oversee like a uh, Spaceballs two as like a producer, it's not the same. Just, I need him to direct it. I know, but like if, if if he just points them in the right direction to not make it suck, then I'll be fine. But like, yeah, he's a little old. They're running. They're gonna get like superhero movie or scary movie four or whatever you're talking you're saying that like it's a bad thing that yeah that's a, a bad thing unless he made it himself it would be bad superhero movie at least has leslie nielsen i guess scary movie four does too man i love him uh, they all yeah. have the same people. i don't know something like that drake bell was in superhero movie which is weird um well i remember that movie i went yeah. to the theaters to see that movie uh, I got money well spent that movie and i said no well it was also what how, when did that movie come out? Like 2008. Like, something like that. I was in the 8th grade, so yeah. sorry. I, don't know. I, I feel like uh, the ep- the Coon episode of South Park did what that movie did, but better. Um, <laughs> and last night I rewatched for 
I think I'm late to his birthday, but it's close enough. I rewatched uh, Castle in the Sky by Hayao Miyazaki. No, his birthday was yesterday. Okay, good. All right. I, I knew it was around there, but I just didn't know when. Um, but it's really, really good. Uh, one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. It's a great adventure. Is it uh, the best Miyazaki movie? Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I got to really. Re-watch... You think it's better than Spirited Away? I got to rewatch that again, but I'm pretty sure Spirited. I, I'm pretty sure I like Spirited Away, and I and it more, and I think it's better. But Castle in the Sky is like really, really good, and I kind of love it. So that's about it for me. Oh, also, I I forgot to talk about this a few a few weeks ago. Um, but Gilmore Girls was amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Thanks. Oddly enough, it also employed the winter, spring, uh, summer, fall um, kind of structure that La La Land did, which was kind of a fun little surprise. But yeah, uh, Gimmel Girls A Year in the Life is uh, fucking awesome. So yeah, that's that's all I got. And they all and they all took that structure from The Last of Us. So. And The Last of Us took that structure from, like, fucking anything else, so chill. Every, like, play ever. I don't Or not play, but... Just a lot Every of time there's a 4X structure, it's based on the seasons. Exactly. So, they stole it from the Babel, let's just say. For there we go. Sake. Thanks, the, Mr. Bibble. The Bibble. Um, so that's all I got. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? Oh. Um, this was a pretty good comeback episode from yeah. a nice little vacation. I feel I, I agree. Now it begins the now be, 2017 is going to be super fun, and we're going to have our first 2017 movie right after our top ten list with Split. Uh, it's Split, fam. By uh, I'm so excited for M- that movie. It's going to suck or it'll be super good. Yeah, no in between. By uh, there's no, it's not going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, Shyamalan will be fun. Uh, so yeah. Uh, next week is going to be Monster Calls. The week after that will be Silence. And then Josh and I might hop on for a bonus episode uh, on um, Patriot's Day. Patriot's Day. Maybe Live by Night, too, if we both if we both see it. Cody is, of course, welcome to join. Uh, but that's, not how, that's not how it sounded. Maybe I don't want to see it now. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't, do what you want. It's an open invitation. But I know that Josh and I are going are gonna to see those. So it's up to you. And then our top ten list will be done very quickly thereafter because I'm really excited for that one because it's my favorite episode kind of episode to do but until next time follow us at underscore reflex on Twitter and don't forget to leave a five star iTunes review and until next time take it easy my friends bye everybody see ya says I'll be here and you'll be alright I don't care if I know just where I will go Cause all that I need's this crazy feeling I got tapped out of my heart Think I want it to stay